Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self love for breakfast. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the very first official episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you've been with us for a while, then you know this podcast formerly as the Rebel Babe Cave, and we just made the transition to the Self Love Breakfast Club. We are Instagram official. We have all new branding, all new stuff. I'm so excited about this, you guys, because for a while now, I just felt like, you know, the term rebel babe kind of just like kept us in a box. And I feel like everyone needs more self-love. Everyone could use more self-love. Everyone can talk about it, can share about it. And it's just so, so important. I personally have been writing about self-love every single week for almost two years now. It'll be two years in a couple of weeks. It's such an incredible topic, and I really am excited to just make that transition here now today with you guys. So thank you for listening. If it's your first time, I hope you love it. We have an amazing guest today. If you've been here a while, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And please continue to share with your friends and tell everyone about it. There are a few things I am super pumped about besides this, of course, but I do have my new nutrition program kicking off enrollment this Friday, the 14th. I won't get too much into it. You guys, you've heard me talk about it before. And if you follow me on any of my personal platforms, I'm going to be screaming about it. But really, when it comes to dieting, when it comes to nutrition, I'm so passionate about it. And I'm very passionate about keeping it simple, especially for women who are super busy and keeping it flexible, you know, no one wants to be that girl at that party who's on a diet and can't enjoy and, and partake in things. So I kept a lot of that in mind. And obviously, you know, people wanted to be effective. So that is clearly a part of it, too. So I'm really excited to start talking about that more moving forward. And if this is your first time listening, then please know that every Sunday we have an episode called self-love Sunday. It's just me sharing my self-love journey, just, you know, talking about what's going on for me, how I'm working through it. And I hope that you find it relatable and can apply it to your own life. Um, I've received some incredible feedback on it over the years. And it's just really cool that I have been able to take that weekly email and then turn it into a podcast. So if you reading isn't your thing, and your inbox is crazy, and you just don't want more stuff, then you can absolutely tune in here. And you can listen to it every single Sunday morning. It's like two to five minutes, just a bite sized taste of self love. And of course, I always love to hear from you guys. So if you want to DM me on Instagram at Extel Rose on my personal account, or you can hit up the self love breakfast club. Now you are more than welcome to do that. And I love hearing from you. So please do. So today's guest is 
Oh my God. Incredible. You guys so freaking excited for her. Many of you, if you are in the CrossFit space, you know, Julie Fouché, she is now a doctor, Julie Fouché. I remember watching the games and watching her compete and her being in medical school. So it was so cool to kind of see her go through this whole transition and to be able to talk to her now where she's at now. She has competed in the CrossFit Games from 2010 to 2015. She pretty much consistently finished on the top, like within the top five women. She's had two podium finishes, just an incredible athlete. And she has a master's in nutrition, like, and as a doctor, you know, she's opening up a practice with her husband in Nashville, just absolutely incredible, such an awesome woman. And she's so cool to talk to you guys. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and I am just so honored to have her here for our very first kickoff episode of the self-love breakfast club. Okay, you guys, I am so excited because today is not only the first official day of the self-love breakfast club, but we have an amazing badass guest, Dr. Julie Fouché What is going to kick it off with us. So thank you so much, Julie. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Super pumped to have you. So we have like a little initiation here. We like to get started with something we call GGB, which is goals, okay. attitude, and badassery. So first is goals. So it's just like a small kind of paragraph of what are your current goals? Wow. Yeah, that's a big question because <laughs> right now so many things are in flux in my life. So I have a lot of goals. So just for a little context, I just finished my residency at the end of June and moved from Cleveland, Ohio to Nashville, Tennessee. So we're just less than a week, a few days into living in our new house here. And my husband and I are opening a primary care practice here. So lots of goals around that. I would say most of them focus around getting our practice open and off the ground. Amazing. Amazing. I saw that you just moved to Nashville. I was like, oh, yeah, I was just there. And, and yeah, we're super excited. So cool. So the second one is gratitude. What are you grateful for? Wow. So I was thinking about this ahead of time. There's so many things I'm grateful for right now, but lately, so with this process of moving, it, there was a lot of unanticipated challenges as you can expect with moving, but there was actually almost an eight week period where my husband and I were not in a house where like we had sold our house in Cleveland, but yet we hadn't yet moved into our new house in Nashville. And during that time, it was just amazing to be able to spend so much time with our friends and family. So we over the course of that time, I think we stayed with four or five different wow. friends and we stayed with my family for a week. And it was just so great because you, you know, you see people or you keep up and keep in touch with people over the phone or FaceTime, but actually living in someone's house, it's such good quality time. And we just really made us appreciate having so many amazing people in our lives and people that were willing to let us stay with them during this transition. I love that. Yeah. It could not be, have been easy with this, the whole COVID yeah, it was yeah. definitely a challenge. Definitely a challenge, but we've got great people in our lives. So yeah, good. And then badassery. So badassery is basically like something you've done recently that you're like super proud of or that you think is pretty badass. I mean, I'm really proud of, of graduating from residency. I think that, you know, it's sort of expected. It's not like, like other things in my life, like you go back and look at the CrossFit Games, like there was so much more that 
I think was stressful or unexpected about that process because you just never know if you're going to make it or how it's going to go. But, you know, in residency, if you follow the right steps and you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to graduate, but it still feels really great because it's, you know, it's basically been my whole life until right now I'm 31. I've been in school or in training up until this point. And so it feels really good to finally have that chapter closed and be, be done with that formal training and now be in the real world, quote unquote, obviously still learning every day, but it's definitely exciting to have that heart behind me. Yeah. Amazing. I was following you a million years ago, like, like, <laughs> like CrossFit, right? Yeah. Um, when my husband and I first started getting into it and we would like just consume any and all things CrossFit. Uh-huh. You are a big one at the time. And I remember, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were getting were you in med school while you were also training for the games? I was. Yeah. So I started competing in CrossFit when I was in finishing up college and I had applied to med school and then I competed for three years while I was in med school. But I took, it's a little deceiving because I took some extra time in med school too. So I competed during my first year and then I competed during two years in the middle when I was doing research. I mean, either one of those things is like a lot for <laughs> <laughs> a normal person. But yeah. Two at the same yeah. time. Yeah. And crazy. I learned a lot. I mean, I was I was very lucky that it worked, you know, my situation worked out the way that it did, that I could do both. There was a lot of things playing in my favor to make that happen. Mm. But also it really just made me there were some tough times. Like during that first year of med school, I got to a point where I just it was really hard because that was all I was doing was studying or training. And I remember talking to my mom one night and she was like, you know, you don't have to do either of these things. Like you have you could just quit stop competing right now or you could drop out of med school right now. It's like, it's not going to change anything. We're still going to love you. And it really made me step back and, and think a lot about why I wanted to do the things that I was doing. And that made it a lot easier too. Yeah. I think sometimes when you're kind of faced with like, you could walk away, it's fine. It, right. You know, and you kind of consider it like, yeah, I could. And it really wouldn't. And then you're like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Right, right. It makes you think about, but no, I really do like this. Yeah. And I do like doing this, even though it's hard. And these are the reasons why. And that's like tipsy sugar sometimes, I think. So what did you, what did you utilize for self-care in that process? Because I can't imagine you can't just like zombie mode it and just, you know, robot through. Yeah. I mean, I think I tried at first and that's why <laughs> I ended up in that sort of difficult time during my first year of med school. But after that, I just realized how it is important to make sure you're taking care of yourself. And especially with all the training, like I would really value doing a lot of body work. I think at one point I was getting like body work at least every other week or every week. I would do a lot of like Epsom salt baths. And it's it's easier, I think, to, to sort of do it when you're competing. You know, you're like, well, I'm competing and everything that I do has to go into that goal. And this recovery is very important. And so it's easier for me to prioritize it then because I'm like, oh, this is really important for my performance as across the games. I need to take out some salt blocks. I need to get massages. But I find now in my real life when I'm like, oh, I'm not really training for anything. Like who cares? It's harder to prioritize because you can tell yourself like, oh, I have all these other things to do. I'm busy. You know, I don't, or it's too expensive or whatever. And it's easier to make excuses. But I definitely don't think I do as much of that type of stuff as frequently as I used to. Yeah, I think massage is kind of, it's like considered a luxury for most people, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go get a massage and it's like kind of self-care, just maintenance. It is, <laughs> it is. Yeah, and it's amazing, but um, it's harder to, I think it's harder for people to justify, especially just because of the time and the cost. 
but yeah, it's one of the things that's funny to look back on. Like when I was training, I'm like, oh, well, it's worth it. I have, you know, I'm, I'm getting this sponsorship money and I, you know, can use it to fund things like this because that's what it's for. But now it's harder for me to be like, oh, do I really need another massage? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the answer is always yes. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do now? Like, obviously, your life is less intense in that respect. You don't have these two mm-hmm. major things. So what does your life look like now? Obviously, you just went through a move and you are starting practice. With, is it yeah. with your husband that you're, that you're starting? The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with my husband. Yeah, so you're starting a practice. So yeah, what does that look like for you today? Self-care? Yes, so it's actually, I think the last few weeks, it's been so much better because I am sort of trying to appreciate that we have had this time, this transitional time and realizing, you know, I am sort of recovering from so many years of going really hard with my medical training and trying to to figure out, you know, how it was going to be my new sort of balance in my life. Like how do I want to live my life moving forward and making sure that I am taking that time for myself. And actually I think I got, yeah, I got two massages so far since I graduated residency. So that's good. But I'm spending a lot more time meditating, a lot more time outside. It that's been great. And one of the things like I'm not even that tan right now, but I've I realized I've not been this tan in probably like, I don't know, since whenever it was that I was competing like 2012 or 14 because every summer I would just be working all day during the daylight hours and I wouldn't really be spending that much time outside. So it's been nice to spend more time outside and go on walks. And like last night we went to the track and ran and watched the sunset and just appreciating those little things, I think has yeah. been really nice. I relate to that so hard. I feel like I've looked like a vampire every summer because I'm always like, I'll <laughs> I go outside someday and I'm just like chained to my desk. And this summer, yeah. no, I am <laughs> I am getting outdoors, yeah. getting the vitamin D and it's so much, I still am getting work done. It's, it's amazing when you just kind it of is. take that time. And it's, it's such a nice break too, especially with, with like working from home. I think even just going and sitting outside for like five or 10 minutes in the afternoon, especially you're getting like the peak sunlight. So you don't really want to be out there for that long anyways, but it's really refreshing, I think. Yeah. So you, as a doctor, I think it's really cool, like being a doctor and then being an athlete. So you have this like different perspective, I think, than most doctors do who are not athletes, Mm -hmm. um, which I think there's definitely a shift in that I'm seeing from being more of that reactive and and, and sick Mm -hmm. care to mm-hmm. being proactive and like, let's kind of prevent this stuff. from, from Exactly. Right. It's so <laughs> much more sense. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that would be tough for someone like you, because I think a lot of the industry is, you know, it's about money and like, um, you know, in medicine, medicine makes money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you deal with attacking it from your side? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's been very frustrating. And it was eye opening. I think when I started my medical training, when I started med school, I was really naive. I think like most medical students probably are, you're coming right out of college. And, you know, most people, I mean, a lot of people start later, but I didn't have a lot of real world experience. And I didn't know really how bad it was. And in those first couple of years, I think my eyes were really open in part because it was such a contrast for me seeing what was happening in the gyms and then also seeing what was happening in the clinics that I was spending time in and then just learning more about the medical system and how it works. And, you know, I'd go first couple years of med school, we'd have 
a day or a half day a week in a primary care clinic. And I would go there and we'd see patients and, you know, we'd say, well, you better, you know, start exercising or eating better. Your blood pressure is a little bit too high. And then we wouldn't see the patient for six months. And of course they would come back and their blood pressure would be even higher and we'd increase their medication Mm. versus in the evening. And on the weekends, I was spending a lot of time in the CrossFit gyms with the CrossFit community and seeing people there really dramatically transform their lives and gaining confidence and losing weight and coming off medications and reversing their chronic disease. And so it was just such a stark contrast to see, you know, medicine in the medical industry is not really interested in or, or set up to create health. It's really there just to try to treat disease and to, like you said, to be very reactive. And that's kind of just how the system is set up. And so it's not conducive to creating health or helping people understand the root causes of where their symptoms are coming from. And so for me, what's been really helpful was one, finding functional medicine, which is just that approach of looking for the root cause. That has given me a lot of hope in that, okay, I can practice medicine in a way that makes sense to me. And then two, just looking at different models for primary care. So my husband and I are opening a practice in this model called direct primary care, which is basically a membership model that's completely outside of insurance. So by doing that, you basically don't have to worry about all the rules that insurance puts on things. You can do what's best for the patient instead of having to fill out millions of pieces of paperwork explaining why they need this MRI or why, you know, they need a certain treatment because mm-hmm. they didn't want to take four or five different treatments and have to fail those to get to the one that actually works or various things like that, that, you know, how it's set up to, to make money. And so for, for me, that is the way, at least right now, that I feel comfortable practicing medicine in a way that seems right to me and seems right for the patients that I'm taking care of. I love that so much. I'm kind of like, I tread the line between like complete, like woo-woo hippie and like, (laughs) you know, modern, modern thing. (laughs) Well, I think we kind of all do, right? I mean, not all of us, but I think like it's the best of both worlds, right? And that's, I think that's why my husband and I really wanted to, to open our own practice is because we want it. There's so much good stuff out there that the conventional system is not using. And yet there's a lot of great things about conventional medicine too, in the right time and place. Like when you need it, you need it. I mean, if you, you know, if you get in a car accident or if you have a heart attack or whatever it is, like sometimes you need that stuff, Yeah. but there's also so much more to creating health and we don't want to just wait for those things to happen. We want to hopefully get up front and prevent them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely have, my husband will drag me kicking and screaming too. (laughs) (laughs) There's something, I mean, I, I won't let like, I always say kind of people don't really listen to their bodies in that sense where they wait and kind of like the car's on fire, you know, and then suddenly they're like, I get in instead of start to, you know, the little things Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of trying to figure out what it is. I'm very similar to that in the respect of if something starts feeling off, I kind of, okay, is it my diet or did I change something or what did I, you know, trying to figure that out Mm -hmm. first before I'm like, all right, I got to go see the doctor. (laughs) Right. 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 And it's like, we shouldn't have to figure that all out on our own, right? Like there should be a place where we can feel comfortable going and having someone who has our best interests in mind that can help us navigate that. And that's Completely. Kind of goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it would be different for me if I went, if I went to a doctor and they said, okay, and they started analyzing my diet and, and, you know, yes. oh, maybe some more of this or some vitamin D or something as opposed right. to, all right, let's, let's try this medication or, you know, right. kind of that nature. Right. 
reaction. Right. Or everything looks great. All your labs are normal. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. There's something wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong. There's, I think there's so many people who they do listen to themselves in that respect. And then they go to a doctor and then they're told that, no, you're fine. And yeah, and they feel crazy. Like there's some, is it in my head? Because they, they know that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. So to have that, like an advocate, um, a doctor that's an advocate for that is amazing. I think we need so many more of you. Yes, we do. We're, we're, we need more people. We need, and I think that we are seeing it. Like I'm seeing mm. it now, like other med students and residents coming up, like people are interested in practicing this way and people are fed up with the current way that the system works. And I think that we are seeing, and like you said, there's a demand for it. You know, there's such a mistrust of the medical system, I think, from the average person. And, and we really need to work to to fix that. Yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of that, too, with this whole COVID thing, too, is, be, you know, I mean, I don't want to dive too much into COVID, but just, you know, because <laughs> it is an, yeah. endless, an endless debate. It but, is. You know, it's really disheartening to me, to as someone who cares so much about just like living a healthy life and helping other people to do the same. And just like having it be so radio silent on how people can mm-hmm. better take care of themselves so they can avoid, you know, the repercussions of something like this, where you're seeing people with underlying conditions or who are, you know, generally live pretty unhealthily yeah. who are seeing the, the worst of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's so disheartening to me. And I'm sure, you know, for someone like you, it's got to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, I think that, you know, we could all be using this as the greatest opportunity and motivator to try to maximize our health, because it's true, you know, people who are have underlying conditions or who are maybe not metabolically healthy, have a higher risk of, of really getting sick if they do get virus. And so, you know, what's better motivator? I mean, there's, it's true, like, we all know, okay, if I have diabetes or high blood pressure, metabolic dysfunction, I know I have a higher risk of having a heart attack, but so it's hard to realize because it's so far in the future. It's like maybe right. I'll have a heart attack when I'm 60 or 70, who knows? And it's hard, I think, for that to be a real motivator for people. But this is something that's very immediate. And I think we see it. I mean, there are definitely are people who are really making some changes and this is really motivating them to make some changes because it's a real concern right now. I mean, it's a very immediate concern. And sometimes that's what I think helps, you know, whatever it is that helps motivate people to improve their health. But it's really disappointing not to be seeing more people talking about it. I think we saw the CDC just put something out a couple of weeks ago for the first time that said, you know, nutrition and some vitamins can help improve your immune function. And it's like mind blowing that they're even talking about this. But, you know, basic stuff that we could all be doing, you know, sleeping well, eating whole foods making sure that we're doing some sort of movement, basic stuff that we can all do that can really improve our chances. Even sleep, I think, is one of the most underestimated things. But you, there's tons of studies with sleep and other viruses, like even the common cold. When people are sleep deprived and they come in contact with the common cold, they're much more likely to actually get symptoms versus if people are well rested, even if they come in contact with the cold, they might not even know they have it. You know, you notice people always notice like they get sick right after they're really run down after like, you know, finals or a really stressful week. That's when people tend to get sick because they're not sleeping well and they're stressed out and our immune system isn't working as well. So there's so much that we can do to improve our immune systems and protect us from hopefully getting really severe symptoms if we get infected. 
I think you make an amazing point about sleep. I mean, I personally struggle with sleep. Just, it's just, I think I'm sure it's related to past trauma. Yeah. And yeah. Not, not necessarily, you know, like I used to think it was super yeah. cool that I worked all the time and didn't sleep. And now I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I want, I want to. to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like people are so into that hustle and go, go, go. Yes. They really just fail to realize that if you just got great sleep and rested oh and run yourself into the ground, like your productivity and output would be like through the roof. Oh, it's so true. It's like, it's like this badge of honor. It's like, Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And yeah. you know, the less sleep, the better, but it is so true. I've seen it myself and I'm not, I can't really talk cause I'm a good sleeper. Like I, I really can't function well if I get, if I don't get enough sleep. So I kind of, I don't know. I don't even have the ability to be like oh no I don't need sleep I really do I, I so I haven't really you know if I don't get it I'm really not not operating well yeah they're not handing out medals like <laughs> for <laughs> the least amount of sleep you know it's like right how how hardcore you are as a as a business owner but I know for right. me when I feel good in my body and and fed and rested and I'm working I'm so much less distracted I am so much more on it. My output is amazing as opposed to when I'm like sleep deprived, hungry, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. hundred percent. Yeah. All of that. And that's what I, I really try to tell, I try to tell a lot of women, you know, where they're, oh, I'm just so busy, you know, working with uh, mm-hmm. women in nutrition and like, I'm just, I'm just so busy for, and it's like, you cannot be too busy to take care of your health or your, even just mm-hmm. your body. That's going to make it so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. It's it's like they talk about how is it the people who need things like meditation or sleep the most are the people who don't have time for it because they're obviously those are people who are go 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 all the time and they don't have a lot of downtime or time to rest and it's so true. I mean, it's hard to see because you think you know you're so busy you have so many things to do, but when you stop and step back and think about what's actually really the most important, like what are you spending your time on that you know, the things that if everything else went away, mm. like I really, these are the things that are most important to me and I want to spend my time on. It's probably not that many things. Like a lot of the stuff that we do is stuff that we feel like we have to do or that is important for one reason or another, but focusing on the things that are most important and then really making time, like you said, making time for yourself, making sure you're doing some sort of self-care and making sure your body is healthy. Absolutely. And I think like what, going back to like your gratitude, you know, we all sat down and, and tried to think about what is most important to me. Yeah. Maybe those, those humans are, it's so true. Our people and not like that email that I, I had to send, mm-hmm. or, you know, anything like that. And so, yeah. And I think that's what this whole pandemic has taught a lot of us too, at least for me is it really helps you like okay these are the important people like these are people I'm going to be facetiming every week or every you know so often these are people that I want to talk to and spend time with and I think that has definitely helped put some things in perspective definitely definitely my husband and I he is on a on a pit crew in NASCAR so he is like he had a good (laughs) they weren't going anywhere yeah he's always working out with his coworkers. well he got stuck with me Uh. (laughs) <laughs> we, we got closer, you know, through that whole yeah. whole thing because now, okay, now he's my training partner and yeah, he's here like in my face all yeah. the time. So I think some people, maybe that show them something else. 
about their significant other and and uh, yeah, yeah. Us, you know got a little bit closer and tighter with the people that are you know in our circle it's so true so cool well I like to end things on a quote so if there's okay. something that you either just like live by or you have been you know kind of feeling lately mm-hmm. or even if it's a quote of your own if you could share that with us this is one that has just been speaking to me a lot lately mm-hmm. and it's probably everyone's I'm sure heard it. It's probably overused, but right now I love it. It's, mm-hmm. it's Henry David Thoreau. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you have imagined. And I think mm-hmm. for me, that's just something like as I'm in the transitional period of my life where I know I could go one of two ways I could do just sort of like get the stable job, have kids, get a dog, like do the regular sort of expected thing and then fall into that pattern. And like, I can see my life just playing out like that for the next, who knows, 30, 40 years. But I just want to make sure that I'm always checking in with what kind of life I want to live. And that I'm really going for it and not just sort of settling for what's maybe expected or like the normal thing that you would, that you would do after you graduate from family medicine residency. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. So where can they find you? You obviously have an amazing podcast and several accounts and websites and all that. So please share where everyone can find you if they don't know already. Well, thank you. Yeah. So the podcast is called Pursuing Health. And actually I can totally understand the rebrand that you're going through because we just sort of rebranded the podcast a couple months ago. Now it's Pursuing Health with Drs. Julie and Danny because now my husband is quite often with me as well. And we have social media at Pursuing Health on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram is at Julie Fouché and our website is pursuing-health.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out today. I know you just moved. Everything's crazy. So I really appreciate you being here. (laughs) Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. This was super fun and it's good to take a break from unpacking boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the self-love breakfast club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.